and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by My Free Tax Challenge. Here's the thing. Taxes suck, they're no fun, but we've all gotta file them. In my free tax challenge, I'm gonna walk you through the five steps you need to take to get your tax documents organized for this tax season. Then you'll be ready to send your stuff off to your accountant, or if you wanna self-file, you can follow my step-by-step screen share video tutorials inside the tax challenge itself to file your taxes on your own with ease. Sign up at www.bradendrake.com forward slash tax challenge and invite your friends. It's going to be a party. You're going to love it. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As you likely know, on Tuesdays, what we generally do is I take the time to answer one question from my free Facebook group, Braden's Besties. So we collect all the questions when people join the group and I pick one to answer each week, but we decided to mix it up. We're going to try something new. Please let me know after you listen to this, if you like it, shoot me a message on DM on Instagram or tag me on your Instagram stories, post in the Facebook group, give me all the feedback. What we're going to do instead is we are going to take the recording from our weekly Facebook lives. So every Friday in the Facebook group, I do a free live Q&A. We collect questions throughout the week. People show up live. I interact with them. I answer the questions. People will post follow-up questions, all that good stuff. So instead of just answering our one question, we're going to do some repurposing here. We're going to retake the recording from that live video and share it here on the podcast. So check it out. Hope you enjoy. Let me know. And here we go. I hope that you're all having a fabulous Friday. We have a lot of new people in the group this week, which is super, super exciting. So I hope that some of you made it here today for our Q&A to dig into some of these questions. So if you are new to the group, this is pretty simple. We post this post, same graphic in the Facebook group every single Monday, same caption, same graphic from Team Besties. And if you have questions, you just drop them here in the comments. You can see we have 10 questions this week. And then this way, um, it's really awesome if you're in any of my courses that don't come with live Q&As, like you're working on your contract, you can actually link a Google Doc or your contract in these comments. I'll take a look at it if you have specific questions. If you're in my Unfuck Your Finance course and you have any questions about that, you can pop them in here. Or if you're just a member of this free group, I'm happy to take your questions as well. Also, before I forget, registration for the Profitable Pro Bundle closes tomorrow. So if you want to join my new course at like a bajillion percent off, along with all of the other stuff that comes with the bundle, please check it out. DM me on Instagram if you have any questions. We can chat about it. Okay, let's get into the questions. So our first question comes from Jenny. Hi, Jenny. You asked if my business was formed as an S-Corp, but I want to change it to an LLC. What do I need to do? So Jenny... I don't get this question very often, so I had to Google it for you really quick. It's not like the easiest, but it's not super, super difficult. So according to my quick research, you need to send in a statement of revocation and also an entity classification 
election form. So that's IRS form 8832. So find IRS form 8832. You're going to want to fill that out. And then the statement of revocation is basically a letter that you're going to write saying that you want to switch back to non-S-Corp status, which will means you'll be filed paying taxes as a sole proprietorship. And there are certain things you have to put in there. So Google statement of evocation to switch back to an LLC. And you should get all of that. You have to have like your LLC number, EIN, that kind of stuff. So hopefully that helps. Let me know if you have follow-up questions. Okay. So next question comes from Nikiva. And Nikiva, let me know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, if you're here live or if you watch this replay. You said, I want to add a clause to my contract about notification and was going to use this. So I'm going to read the rest of your question at the end of the clause first for some more context. So you said, my concern is the last part about email notification and the fact that it's only effective if the person acknowledges with written reply, which folks don't always do. Is there any way around this or better wording? Can I just say that it's effective a day after sending it to the address specified in writing. Okay, so let's read this contract clause. Stick with me, everyone. I know that reading contract clauses isn't super fun. If you're like me and you have your phone handy, you can always pull up our question collection. Oh, look how cute. Pull up our question collection thread while I'm reading it so you can kind of follow along. Okay, so... This is the contract clause. It says all notices, requests, claims, demands, and other communications between the parties shall be in writing. All notices shall be given A, by delivery in person, B, by a nationally recognized next day courier service, or C, by first class registered or certified mail postage prepaid to the address of the party specified in this agreement or such other address as either party may specify in writing. Such notice shall be effective upon A, the receipt by the party with the notice given, or B, on the third day by following mailing, whichever occurs first. Notice may also be given by electronic mail, such as notices shall, such notices shall be effective upon receipt of the written acknowledgement by the party to which notice is given. So this is a pretty wordy provision, to be perfectly honest with you. What I'm wondering is, like, what's the purpose of this provision? Like, what stuff do you want notice for? Typically, what we say is in a contract, we would say there are certain things that you have to provide a written notice for. If you want to cancel the contract, if you want to amend the services, these types of things. And then you need to provide notice. And in this case, notice would include, then you have a more specific list. The way that you kind of have it written now is you have, like it says, all notices, et cetera, et cetera, and other communications between the parties shall be in writing, which means I'm thinking every time I want to ask you a question, I have to meet all these requirements. But at the end, you do say email is fine. So that's okay. I just, I think that this paragraph could be kind of tightened up. And let's figure out exactly why you have this communication policy and what its purpose is. We need to know the importance within the context of the rest of your contract. So I hope this helps. If you are doing a lot of work on your contract, I would highly recommend checking out my free masterclass, which is at unfuckyourcontracts.com. It's titled How to Create a Refund-Proof Contract. And I give you some sample provisions, tell you which kind of clauses you need to have in there, and then also share more information on my contract template bank if you're interested in that. Okay. And if you're here live, if you have any questions, let me know. Amanda has a tax question. Amanda says, I started my LLC in December. Awesome. 
I didn't acquire a client until January. So for taxes this year, um, you said you're going to use TurboTax. Not a problem. I actually love TurboTax. I think it's super awesome. You said, um, I only had expenses in December. Should I hold them or put them in because of the loss? Because I can't claim income for last year for the LLC. Yes. So Amanda, you still want to file a Schedule C. So when TurboTax asks what other forms of income did did you have, you'll say I had a business and you're going to report all your expenses. And then that way that will reduce any other income you had, which was awesome. So if you had a part-time job, a full-time job where you made $20,000 and your net profit from your business was negative $1,000, now your income was 19000 because it just deducts from that income, which is really nice. So even if you didn't make a profit, you still want to report those expenses. So great question. Um, Amanda, what I also am going to recommend for you is to go sign up for my free tax challenge at www.bradendrake.com forward slash tax challenge. So that's like a five-day challenge. Um, You actually get access to it all like on day one, but you can go through it in about an hour and get all of your stuff ready for tax season. Sorry, my dog's in the hallway. She's acting like real weird. I don't know what's going on. So hope that helps, Amanda. Let me know if you have any follow-up questions. Okay, so I also want to recap. We had this week, we had questions from... We had an inventory question from Gabby. Gabby, I think I linked you in a different post, and I think I made a video for you. I'm not positive, but I had a podcast episode with Keena Hill Tra- Keela Hill Trawick, and we talked all about inventory and cost of goods. That was back in December, so I want you to go find that podcast episode and give a listen to it. Then we also had, um, I think it's Heba. Let me know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, please, when you watch this recording. Um, you, Tasha, and Anika all had questions on use tax and sales tax. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not the best person to answer your question because sales tax and use tax is a beast. But what I did, because we had a whole bunch of floral designers come and join the group this week, I think you all came from Floral Society, which is amazing. And a lot of you had use tax questions. So I contacted my friend Amy, who's an expert at use tax and sales tax. We have an an appointment. Yeah, I guess that's right. An appointment to do some podcast episodes on Wednesday. So on Wednesday of this coming week, I'm going to interview Amy and I'm going to ask her all of your questions that you shared with the group. So then she can answer them on the podcast and then we'll have that recording out in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. All right. C.E. Brown Kelly says, does an instructor need to form an LLC if they plan to only have one online course? So it doesn't really have to do with like how many courses you have. It's more to do with the type of business you have. So generally a course creation business, a little bit lower risk. You're not doing like in-person stuff, but an LLC is never a bad idea. I'd have some really good blog posts about, um, I have one that's called going from a sole prop to an LLC on my website. Go check that out. But the short answer is, do you have to have an LLC? No, but an LLC is an extra layer of added legal protection. So it's really, really helpful. For you, um, CE, I would recommend checking out my free training at unfuckyourbiz.com because in that training, I talk all about the legal layers of protection and we dig into LLCs, contracts, insurance, all that good stuff. So hopefully you will find that helpful. Okay. 
Last question comes from Carrie. I think Carrie is here. Hi, Carrie. I hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Again, if you're here with me live and you have any questions, feel free to just pop those in the comments. They'll pop right up here. I can answer them and we can hang out for a little while. So Carrie says, um, this is an LLC slash sole prop question. I have to file my first estimates and this is my question. When using the EFTPS electronic federal payment system, do I set up and pay as a business slash LLC entity or as an individual? I have an EIN, so I thought I set up as a business to pay estimated slash quarterly tax payments, but then it froze. Same with state estimated taxes. Thanks. Just have to work out these kinks. So Carrie, for this, you can actually just pay through the individual payment. You don't need to go through EFTPS. It's EFTPS is a pain in the ass. Um, people have all kinds of problems with it. And that's only really required when your business has to file its own tax return and when your business has to pay taxes. If you're a pass-through entity, like a single member LLC, you can just pay um, through your social security number. So it's totally fine because then when you go to do your tax return, they're all they're going to ask is how much in taxes have you paid? The tax return is going to say, you know, you owe $5,000. You've already paid $4,000. You self-report that. So then balance owed $1,000. That's how it works. Super easy. Okay. You said my last business was a C corp slash S corp. And I was all set with QuickBooks and the structure of paychecks and direct payments and stuff. Yeah, so it's a little bit different now. Uh, you're just going to pay it through the IRS website. So hope hope that helps. That was all the questions we have for today. If you're still hanging out with me and you have any questions, I'm happy to answer those. Um, my last little note for you was that just earlier today, I recorded this fun video. Look, it's like an inception of myself. I look the exact same. Um, and in this video, I shared with you, let me see if I can find it. I shared with you all the details about my new course. So I actually did like a screen share of the course platform and showed you all my course textbook, all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in joining Unfuck Your Finance, remember doors close technically tomorrow, but I'm doing a one-time bonus where if you sign up today, then you get a one-on-one 20-minute -on -one call with me so join today if you're interested. It's $99. You get access to my full course, 200-page textbook, 20-minute one-on-one call with me, plus like 29 other courses and programs and awesome stuff in the Profitable Pro Bundle. So if you have any questions, pop them in the Facebook group, send me an Instagram DM, all that good stuff. Also, we're making a much more concerted effort to give you all an even higher level of support here in this Facebook group. Um, Chandra, our community manager, has been doing a fantastic job. I've been trying to record videos to answer people's questions this week. We would love, love, love for you to all to tell your friends about the group and invite them. It's actually, this sounds really weird, but if you go hit the invite button, it will invite them to the group, but then a lot of the times they're not notified. They don't answer the question prompts to get in, and then we can't accept them if they don't answer those questions. So it's actually easier if you just tell them, like, hey, search this group and go request to join, and then they can join. And I promised everyone yesterday that if you got five of your friends in the group, you could notify me, and we'd give you a free copy of my audiobook. Not the physical book. You can go buy a copy of the physical book if you want it. But if you invite and get five of your friends in the Facebook group, we will, we will send you a free copy of the audiobook. You just have to notify me. Okay.
So we have a question and for whatever reason on my computer, I can't see who's asking the questions, but Carrie, I'm going to assume that this is you. Maybe I'll just open it on my phone just so that I can make sure. So you said when you have to file your quarterly forms, do that, do that at the IRS site also with your social security? Yeah. So you're not actually filing any forms. You're just going and paying. You're just going to the IRS website and you're making an electronic payment. Um, look how cute this is today. So you're going to go to the IRS website, IRS Direct Pay. Carrie, actually, if any of you are here live and you're curious exactly how this works, go to my Facebook or my Instagram feed and find this cute little graphic. You can save this and have it handy. There we go. It's the exact steps, like where to go to do that. And then I also have this graphic in my blog post on quarterly taxes. So you can go find that blog post. And I made this infographic. Let's get our focus back here. I made this infographic downloadable. So you can click a button and download it, print it out, and just file that somewhere handy for every time you have to file taxes. Put it on your bulletin board. And I could tape it right behind me. All that good stuff. So hope that helps answer all your questions. Also, if you all are following me on Instagram, I've been posting a lot of fun videos about all the stuff I'm buying for our new house. If you notice in this office, I actually, my desk is facing this way and I have my camera in the corner. So it's actually photo, like getting this corner behind me. And I found this like big wall unit on Facebook Marketplace yesterday that I think I'm going to buy so I can like display my book in the new house behind me. And I'm going to have like cute lights and these things over here. It'll be really fun. Okay, so you said, what's the difference between using your social security number or your business ID? Which is better to use if you are a new business and didn't generate enough revenue? So your EIN, I always call your EIN your business's social security number. So it identifies your business. The thing is, is when you file your EIN, you're going to say, my name is Brayden. This is my social security number. I'm the owner of this business. And then it gives you an EIN. So it's just two different ways to identify you. So the benefit to having an EIN, first of all, you have to have one to open a business bank account. But then when you have to send out W-9s to people who need to 1099 you, sorry, I have something stuck in my eye, you can give them your EIN rather than your social security number. So it's really just a way for you to not have to put your social on stuff. But when you're paying your quarterly taxes, as long as you're a pass-through entity, which means you don't owe business taxes, so sole proprietorships, single member LLCs, it doesn't really matter if you're doing it under your social or your EIN because at the end of the day, you're still filing a Schedule C on your tax return and it's all a wash. Like it all goes the same place. So that's how that works. Hope that helps. Okay. Um, oh, hi, Lisa. Hope you're doing well. Um, again, I tell people every week, if you watch the replay, let me know if you're watching the replay. So that way I can know that you are here later. All right. Carrie says, okay, thanks. We'll look back at the letters from the IRS when they issued my EIN. They said I have to file a form 941. Well, let's, let's look at that real quick. IRS form 941. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Employers quarterly federal tax. Report income taxes, social security tax, or Medicare tax withheld from employees' paychecks. So, Carrie, 
the 941, this is something I should know, but I don't know off the top of my head. This, I believe, is part of your payroll tax return. So if you have an S-Corp and you're on payroll, or if you have employees, you need to be doing this, right? So anytime you're curious what you need to be doing, just Google IRS Form 941. You'll find the link to the IRS website, and then you'll see, you can see the actual form right there, the form instructions. And you can always open the form instructions, and that will give you all the details on what the purpose of this form is, when you need to fill it out, all that kind of stuff. So this is telling me, like I can tell, it says, use the form to report income taxes, social security tax, or Medicare tax withheld from employees' paychecks. If you're a pass-through entity and you don't have any employees, then you yourself are not an employee because you just take owner's draws. Therefore, you are not withholding any of those taxes from any employees. So I would not think you would have to worry about that form. This is one of those things that I kind of just neglect because I do my own payroll through Gusto. They're amazing. They're fabulous. If you ever hire or, or get on your own payroll, use Gusto. They're fantastic. And then they do your 941 and all that kind of stuff for you. So you don't have to worry about it. All right. So we're going to call it a day there. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. Don't forget to invite your friends to join the group. We would love to have them as fellow besties here and Braden's besties. If you want more information on Unfuck Your Finance, please DM me over on Instagram. And I'll see you all back here next Friday. Have a good one. Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.